Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org. Good morning, everybody. It would be nice if we met under different circumstances, but let us start the service with Scripture. I read for you extracts from Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. So, on behalf of the family, Thank you for being here as we commence this service. Just so that for you don't know me, my name is Lawrence Saville and I'm a friend of the family. Um, special welcome to Reverend Heidi. We welcome you here this morning. We welcome Reverend Dr. Des van der Water. We welcome everybody present here. And we also welcome all those who would be viewing online, wherever you are. Welcome and thank you for joining us. So on behalf of the family, I welcome you as we gather today to pay our final tribute of respect to that which was mortal of our deceased and loved brother, Denzel Peterson. To Heidi, Carol Ann, Aidan, and members of the family, and all present, we offer our deep and sincere condolences. May we share with you the comfort afforded by God's word for such a time as this. It says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, Yet shall he live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Can we bow our heads in prayer? Living God, God of our strength, we come to you in sadness at this time of parting. We are restless and cast down. Eternal love, you know our guilt, you taste our pain, and your outstretched arms enfold us. God of mercy, hear our cry, breathe on us, raise us up, speak to us, and strengthen us in hope 
power of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we come into the sanctuary of sorrow, realizing our utter dependence upon you. We know you love us and can turn even the shadow of death into the light of morning. Help us now to wait before you with heavy, reverent, and submissive hearts. You are our refuge and strength. O oh God, a very present help in time of trouble. Grant unto us your abundant mercy. May those who mourn today find comfort and healing and find the healing balm in your sustaining grace. We humbly bring these petitions to you in the name of our Lord Jesus, who taught us to pray when we say or sing, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy So it's a difficult task always when we spend time together as family and friends and then to find words to express words of condolences for a loved one. To the family, to Heidi and the extended family, on behalf of the people that aren't here, I need to speak for the people that are here and for us and the families around you, we extend our sincere condolences at your loss to Heidi, Aiden, and Carol Ann. And all we can say is we give God praise for the life of Denzel and your thanks to you for sharing his life with us. It was certainly a joy and privilege of us to be part of it and we remain and continue to be part of your lives. We also have condolences from the church, which I think the Good morning and a warm welcome to you all. I'm Richard. We come here today drawn by our love, our respect and shared grief. It is indeed an occasion for much sorrow, but more importantly, it is the celebration of Denzel's life. We are thankful for the gift of life and that Denzel on his journey shares his path with each one of us here today. No one who knew him can remember, can remain untouched by his passing, and nothing can change the experiences and the beautiful memories we have. He will live in our hearts. On behalf of the Church Council, the family of St. Barnabas, the ecumenical fraternity here in Florida, the Fleeroff, Orlando and Eldorado families, I offer to our beloved Heidi, Carol Ann and Aidan, the extended Peterson family, the Brandes family, our sincere condolences and sympathy as you mourn a 
beloved husband, father, son, brother, uncle, and a true friend to us all. We cannot ask why, but I know that our Lord will shower, will strengthen and comfort you always. As you pick up the pieces, he will provide direction and understanding on the road ahead. He will shower you with his abundant grace, love, and mercy. On reflection, it must have been very daunting 20 years ago when newly married to be introduced to the St. Barnabas family, but then there was also Presbytery and the Congregational Church Council. Denzel took it all in his stride, and we took him to our hearts. As we learned to know him, we realized he was a man of strong faith. He loved his Lord. He was also very unselfish, caring, generous, loving, and a wonderful family man. He was also possessed of a marvelous sense of humor. We shall never forget his laugh. His love and support for Heidi, Carol Ann, and Aidan, and all of us is undoubted. He was a gentle giant, never seeking any recognition, but always there in the background, offering help and support. An absolute pillar of strength. He, in fact, was an unsung hero. Over the past few years, he hasn't enjoyed good health, but never once did we hear him complain. Our dear friend, no more pain and suffering. You will be immensely missed. May Denzel rest in peace. We know that his soul has risen in glory. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ball. And I think you speak on behalf of us because you've used about every adjective and every description that we could use to describe Denzel. Thank you. You've not spoken on behalf of the church. I think you've spoken on behalf of all of us, for which we thank you. We will have an opening hymn, How Great Thou Art. Good morning, everyone. The theological definition of grace is defined as unmerited favor. And as I stand here today and give all the praise to God, it is exactly because Denzel and I, in our 23 years of being together, have only experienced favor. I give thanks and praise to God for the favor upon Denzel's life of 47 years. Thank God that I had the joy of spending 23 of those years of his life with him. 
Together it was a life of lessons learned, but also lessons taught. Indeed, it was a life of highs and of lows, but certainly a life of discernment. Discerning what is important to us and what we need to let go. Discerning what was relevant in relation to the growth of us as a couple, as a family. Discerning the will of God for our lives and seeking to live in the will of God. A life in which Denzel was so intentional and his insistence was, we invest not in things, but in people. A life of absolute childlike faith. Simple, but sure. So Denzel and I, but Denzel more so, lived a lived expression which talks about this particular statement. What goes around, comes around. And so we lived our lives as young adults, then as parents to Carol Ann and to Aiden, and together we became a family. And Denzel very, very deep-seatedly kept reminding the two of us that what goes around comes around. And so his understanding of that particular lived expression, do your best so that the best can return to you. And so the following is how our simple but beautiful life was rooted. Firstly, Denzel's understanding that you do good even in the smallest of ways. You do good and the expectation of us was that good will return to us. The two of us I don't think any of you would have guessed this, but the two of us lived by faith. He loved the Lord Jesus, and I was so attracted to the fact that he did not hide the fact that he loved the Lord. He was a youth leader, he was a youth participant. He shared with his grandparents and family in the development of the Ristafal Church. He later on shared it with me in my particular journey. We lived with God and we lived for God. And so Denzel chose the foundation of our faith in terms of us as a couple and us as a family. And I never shared this with Desmond, but if you look and you don't have the program, but Denzel prepared, Desmond prepared an order of service. And on the back page of that order of service is our anchoring faith psalm, Psalm 23. And the two of us in our Bible prefaced the first verse, we 
which you know with the word because. And so you are familiar with the reading. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I, we have everything we need. We wrote in our Bible, because the Lord is our shepherd. We have everything we need. Denzel was unemployed for three years. We shared it with no one. It was his choice. People figured out the fact that he was unemployed by virtue of his fluidity of his diary and his availability to us as a family. But even in the three years of his unemployment, we stood on the truth of our faith because the Lord is our shepherd. We lacked nothing. Another pillar on which we built our life together, Denzel was a no-nonsense person and you all know it. And so the foundation of truth was ever important to Denzel. There was no room for a lie. Not for me and not for our children. So truth has always been a beacon in our home. And so family and friends, we lived, Denzel and I, with love as a cornerstone. And it wasn't a superficial love. Denzel very seldomly said to me he loved me, but he didn't need to do that in an overly, uh, um, overboard way because he showed it in the most beautiful and practical ways. I never needed confirmation of Denzel's love or the fact that it was genuine. I was very secure in my marriage and my relationship with Denzel. In fact, I was so secure in his ability as a dad that I never had concern when I was at work or away from home, even in a different country, that Denzel would not give the children the best care. He knew the family he came from. They taught him the principles of caring for one another in a family. Our children know the love of a father. And so one of Denzel's best jokes is how he introduced us to people who didn't know us. Our names were shared and he says, I also just want to say to you, we married in community of property. I'm always on the property with my children and Heidi is in the community. So our life of 23 years was one that I will cherish forever. One, because Denzel lived well. Two, Denzel was determined to live fully despite the fact that he was diagnosed with his debilitating dreaded disease, diagnosed exactly a month before our marriage. And so friends, some of you may know this and others not. I don't think any of you do actually, with the exception of Ralston. On a bad day because of Denzel's arthritis, buttoning a shirt, tying a shoelace, buckling his belt, 
gripping the steering wheel to go to work. Holding a cup of tea. Even using a stapler to staple papers. Was a task that 99% of Denzel's life was difficult and a challenge. I admired his courage when our children were born. Denzel could not hold our babies because of his arthritis, but he would place them in the carry cot and carry them where he was and place them so he could just be there and help me. Despite all this, Denzel stepped up and stepped out every single day of his life. And in my prayer on the 23rd of June, after hearing that Denzel is no more and that the Lord has called him home, at the conclusion of that day, as I retired and praised the Lord, for 21 years this year of marriage, I recognized in my 21 years of being with Denzel, 23rd of June, 2021, was the very first day and night where I did not have to worry about his ability to perform his task the ability to grip the steering wheel, to drive to work and back. Yet, I cannot release the spirit that is within me. Because he cried bitterly that our daughter Carol Ann unfortunately was diagnosed with the same disease. Denzel stepped out as a father and as a husband to provide for us as a family. And I wanted to bring a pair of shoes of Denzel's, but I thought perhaps it was a bit much, especially for Carol Ann and Aiden. But he had a particular pair of shoes that was custom made. Shoes that are worn, that even had a hole in it. But he kept on wearing because that was the most comfortable, despite the others that he had. But what I want to talk about is the fact that those shoes speaks volume about his absolute devotion to us. And to ensure that we lacked nothing. He would wake up at 4.30 in the morning to be ready for work, to leave at 5.30 to avoid having to sit in traffic, to ease the discomfort of holding the steering wheel for longer than he should, to ease the pain that was caused for sitting in traffic for too long in his back. But because his grandfather, Ralph Peterson, taught him the importance of good work ethic, he persevered right to the end. Thank you for loving us family and friends.
He cared very deeply for family. He cared very deeply for friends alike. And nothing will ever replace in our hearts Denzel's gifts of time and presence and attention to us. Carol Ann and Aiden, you were dad's greatest gifts, as you are to me. Daddy loved you dearly and so do I. And my commitment to you to love and to live and to walk and to work with you is a commitment that I've made at the time of your birth and one that I will continue. Friends, as I conclude, Denzel valued all of you. And he always said to me, we invest in people, not in things. We valued each other and we valued each one of you. And we valued those of you who are unable to be with us today. Words will always be insufficient to express our gratitude to each one of you. And I decided to not do a vote of thanks in general this morning, but in keeping with how we prefer to do it, that the children and I will do a personal note of gratitude to each one of you and to all concerned. As there's nothing general about you, about your presence, about your gifts of grace, or who you are to us. And as I stand before my children this this morning and before you, I certainly do not know what tomorrow holds for us. But I do know that God holds tomorrow. And I place my trust in him. The Psalm 23 states this, because the Lord is our shepherd, we lack nothing. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters and restores our souls. He guides me or us along the paths for his name's sake. Even though we, as we are today, walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil. For you, Lord, are with us. But you see, it's the concluding verse that I stand in awe of. The one translation says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you. The other translation reads, goodness and mercy will chase after you. As I stand before you today, I speak to God, loving God, I depend on you. Thank you so much, Heidi, for that beautiful insight. And that probably illustrates one of the biggest qualities that Denzel had and something that we can learn from was that in the face of everything that was going wrong with him, yeah, he never complained. He always found time to laugh and he always found time to help others. I think that describes, you know, what you were saying about the arthritis and the stuff. He never made, he never said, like, guys, I can't do this because, and it, it's an amazing tribute. And if there's one lesson we take from that is to say, guys, you know, 
it's okay sometimes to hide your pain and continue with your life. I do thank you for that. And then also, very important thing you rose, that you raised, the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. And I go back to what I tried to explain to, you, to the family earlier, is that you are never alone. The Lord is your shepherd, and you've got a big family out there. And one of the lessons you learn when you know, when you see the messages that come out to your parents is that you are judged by what you live and certainly by the life of your father, there is a lot of people reaching out to you at this point in time. So uh, the other thing about, I needed to forgot to mention is that there's a lot of people that feel your hurt and the distress. The people sitting in, tuning in, they feel lost, helpless, and lonely. But the Lord is great, and He will help us to believe that His love is greater and more far seeing than ours. He will help us to find confidence in His love and peace in His compassion so that our fears are calmed and our loneliness is eased. May today and tomorrow be filled with His comfort and grace, and we plead this. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We now have the program. Sorry, I misplaced the program. Liz, can you just help me? What was the next on the program? Can we bow our heads? Okay, thank you so much. As we do a prayer of thanksgiving for a life well lived. God of life and light and hope, with your whole church in heaven and earth, we bring to you our thanks. We offer to you our praise for all that you have done for humankind through Jesus Christ. You gave him to live and die for us. You showed your plan for the world and proved that your love has no limit. And that the first Easter, when you raised Jesus from the dead, you promised that all humankind might share his resurrection and resurrected life. For the hope of our faith, for the good news of your kingdom, and for all those whom you have welcomed into your loving presence, we thank you, gracious God. But especially now, we thank you for the life of Denzel, who we much loved. We thank you for all the ways in which Denzel became special and precious to each of us who knew him. For the values and standards he set for himself and lived by. For his sense of what was good and right and decent. For his warmth and humor and sense of family. For every life that he enriched and all that he invested of himself in our lives. For the faith by which he lived and in which he died. We thank you for the glorious treasury of memories that are ours to keep. 
to hold on to and to enjoy. The moments that were deep, special, and personal. The times that rang with laughter and fun. And for the ordinary days of discovering each other a little more. When affection and love, trust, and respect grew and was deepened. We thank you for the courage shown and for a life fulfilled and for all that Denzel reflected of your goodness and your love. Denzel has found peace and will neither suffer nor mourn again. He has laid his burden down before you and is with you, safe, happy, whole, and welcomed by those for whom he had mourned. Help us to hold on to what we should and to let go what we must. Help us not to cling to the past constantly or constantly brooding for what might have been, but rather to take forward what he gave us for the rest of our life's journey. Help us to trust and know that Denzel will never be far from us and that we will never be alone till that day when we, had, we all stand together in your presence. Lord, we thank you also for the courage and the strength shown by Heidi, Carol Ann, and Aidan through this time. May they know they have done Denzel proud in their support and love for each other during this time. We pray all this in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. We will do the hymn, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Good morning, beloved of the Lord. Our scripture reading is found in the first book of Corinthians, chapter 13, verses 8 to 13. And I read from the message translation. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We only know a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be cancelled. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like an infant. When I grew up, I left those in infant ways for good. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly, just as he knows us. But for right now, 
until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward the consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heidi, if I may just acknowledge uh, your brother, Beresford, and his wife, whose name I unfortunately didn't get. So thank you for coming and being with, with Heidi at this time and representing the family in PE as well, I'm sure. Shall we pray? May the words that I speak and the thoughts of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Dear Heidi and children, dear extended family of Denzel, dear members of St. Barnabas, dear friends and people of God, for meditation on God's word this morning, our thoughts are directed to the well-known chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. Our focus this morning are on three verses, Heidi. And they read as follows. We only know a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompleteness will be cancelled. But for now, until that completeness, we have three things to do toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. Friends, when the news of Denzel's passing away reached me, like most of us, uh, I just, I seized what I was doing and thinking. And I simply sat still in the presence of God. And thoughts, thoughts of Denzel and Heidi just flooded, flooded my mind. And inadvertently, Heidi, I recalled the joyous occasion when I solemnized, solemnized your, your marriage to Denzel. It was the, the first and dominant thought that came to me. And it was just over 20 years ago, as we've heard. And as I reflected, it just dawned on me how life itself is shrouded in mystery. I could not imagine, not in a hundred years, that today I would be presiding over the solemn and sorrowful occasion of laying Denzel to rest. I could not imagine it. And I realized again, as I've realized so many times before, beloved, that mystery is so much part of the stuff of life. The Apostle Paul, for all his intellectual brilliance, for all his spiritual insight, came to the, this very conclusion, did he not? He said, we only know a portion of the truth. And then he added, 
And what we say about God is always incomplete. Now, as people of faith in Jesus Christ, the God factor remains for us preeminent, does it not? In circumstances such as these, when we have prayed so fervently for the family's recovery from the virus, when we have stormed heaven's gates with our prayers, we're at a loss, Heidi, to understand why damsel succumbed to the virus. At a loss. And none of us here present today know for sure why some of us live up to a ripe old age and why some of us depart this life while we are still young. Denzel has departed at a relatively young age, may even have been in the prime of his life. Of course, the doctors can explain things medically and biologically, but our bodies and our souls are so much more than flesh and blood, so much more than cells and veins, so much more than organs and limbs, are they not? And as people of faith, we have been accorded the highest honor of being, created as we are in the very image of God. Whitey and the children, for Denzel's family, for this church, for all of us who have been close to the Peterson family, the why questions are inevitable, are they not? And we should not feel any less Christian when we ask those questions, or faithless when we ponder those questions. God understands. God understands and has compassion on the anguish, the pain, and the sadness that surround us as we mourn. And our faith in Jesus Christ assures us that God does not stand aloof. God does not stand at a distance, especially in times of sorrow, times of loss, times of crisis and calamity, as indeed we are during this time of the never-ending season of COVID-19. But this is what we must recognize, dear friends and family. As St. Paul did so profoundly, that we do only know a portion of the truth. And what we say and think about God is always incomplete. In fact, at times of such sadness, the most profound thing that we can do is to be silent in the presence of God, is to be still and to, and to reflect on what God may be wanting to to communicate to us. For words tend to be so inadequate, so incomplete, when our hearts are heavy with sorrow and sadness, when our spirits are weighed down by grief. Thanks be to God. St. Paul did not stop there in his declaration. 
he added these telling lines. But when the complete arrives, our incompleteness will be cancelled. Or as the NIV renders it, when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. Heidi, Carol, Anne, and Aidan, the day will dawn, the time will come when God will reveal what God has not revealed. When your understanding of what happened to your loved one and why it happened will be enlarged, will be illuminated by the Spirit of God. But I it is only our Creator who determines that time. The searching question that now emerges, however, is this. What happens in the meantime? How do we navigate our way during our time of life on earth? The time that theologians call the penultimate, the in-between times. God's word, I believe, does give us an answer. Not the answer, not the ultimate answer, because we won't understand the ultimate answer. But God's word gives us an answer, an answer which calls us to respond to with courage and faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 13, hence, but for now, but for now, until that completeness, we have three things to do toward consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. A tall order, Heidi, tall order. For you who have lost your life partner. A tall order, Caroline. And Aidan, you have lost your beloved there. A tall order for the broader family who have lost someone dear to them. Indeed, a tall order to us all. But here is the call and the challenge of the gospel. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. I reflect briefly on the counsel of these three directives from the Word of God. Firstly, dear Heidi, you have trusted God for all of your life. You have. That's, that's how I come to know you. But now, perhaps more than ever, you must affirm that trust in God. You must claim that. It is a trust, I believe, in God's unfailing love. It is a trust in God's complete understanding of where you guys are. And it's a trust in God's, listen to it, providential care over you and your children. Secondly, the future will seem dim and uncertain at this time. But abandoning your hope for the future that God does have for you, abandoning that hope, is not an option for you, my children. You will have to hold on to that hope. And thirdly, 
Because God's love is always stronger than death. And that love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. You can and should continue to love extravagantly. Indeed, Heidi, your love for God and for God's people demonstrated, you know, in your selfless service and care for others is an integral part of who you are. I do not think you know any other way. And you have to continue with that, to love extravagantly. And so, my dear bereaved family, until that final consummation, when God will be all in all, trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. Dear friends, the mystery that is part of the tapestry of life living on earth must not absolve us, I believe, from being intellectually honest about our faith. Citing mystery should not be a mental cop-out, I also believe. But in humility, we can and should acknowledge to God and to each other that we do not know it all. That our knowledge and our understanding are incomplete. Indeed, the mystery within life is akin to the mystery of life beyond death, which the Bible calls heaven. Saint John gives us a clue in Revelation 21 and verse 4 in the image of a new heaven and a new earth, whereby God wipes away all tears, where death has gone for good, whereby there is no more pain, no more crying, no more suffering. That divine order of existence, beloved, is something that we must all endeavor to grasp because it belongs to the inheritance of God's people. For much of his adult life, <clears throat> as we have heard this morning, and most of us know, Denzel had been enduring severe bouts of pain and debilitation from the arthritis. And the COVID-19 virus probably took an extra heavy toll on his compromised immune system. I'm not a doctor, but I, I suspect that is what happened. Denzel and all those who have gone before in the faith of Jesus Christ no longer endures the pain, the suffering and the debilitation. Thanks be to God. And so amidst your sorrow, dear Heidi and children, may the truth of your loved ones new existence beyond this life. May that truth of his existence in heaven, when pain and suffering are no more, also bring comfort and consolation during your time of sorrow. May the countless beautiful memories of life with Denzel uplift you in moments when you feel particularly down and discouraged. And above all, May the resurrection of hope through Jesus Christ, the ongoing ministry of God's living word, and the comfort of the ever-present Holy Spirit sustain you as you
as you also journey towards the end. And mag die kring eendag daar boog, yes, eenmaal weer, eenmaal weer. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So we just pause for a moment, after which I shall lead us in prayer. <coughs> Precious God, we thank you for the ongoing ministry of your living word. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit which opens that word to us and which brings comfort and consolation at times such as these. And so this morning I just bear Heidi and the children up to you again ask that you just carry them in the warmth of your love and sustain them, especially in the times when doubt and despair threaten to overwhelm them. Thank you that they are known to you and you are known to them. That they know where their help comes from. Help is in the Lord who made heaven and earth. And gracious God, as we pray for Heidi and her family, the extended family who mourn Denzel's passing, we are so aware of many of our friends and family who have also lost loved ones at this time. This morning we think also of Neville, Clean his family as they still carry the sorrow and sadness of Sheila's passing away. And we just ask you to sustain them as well. Each one sitting here and beyond this congregation who are burdened with sorrow and sadness and worry and anxiety as this cloud the virus still hangs so heavy. Lord, this morning we pray to you who are creator of heaven and earth. In your way and in your time, may this cloud also come to pass. And help us even now to see the silver lining. For you are God of life. defeated death on the cross. Praise, thanks, and honor be to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.